It's just all obligation and no love. Where is the love? <laughs> we got the super love. Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, me searchers. You're listening to the me search podcast and we are your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo and I'm Crystal Tugade. Yay. <laughs> On this show, we have critical, messy and fun conversations with each other, with friends, with leaders in the community and all that good stuff. Yes. And together we'll unpack important issues, learn and unlearn what we think we know. About what it means to be Filipino. <laughs> I love this, like, unlearning part. Like, I'm all about this unlearning. I'm, like, really le- leaning into that unlearning part. Yes. So much oh, yeah. to unlearn because guess what, guys? All that shit oppresses us. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yes. It really limits us. And if you really think about it, all of these made-up stupid rules make us more lonely. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's this thing called, um, like, lifelong learning is, like, a thing. Yeah. You probably know in education. I like now this idea of lifelong unlearning. Yes. Now absolutely. that we know what things are oppressing us or things that are like made up rules. Yeah. Like now that we're questioning things, like now we can be more liberated and, you know, unlearn for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Isn't that nice? It's so nice because. I am a woman who wants to be free to be me. Free to be. Free to me. Free to be you. Free to be me. Free to be me. Free to be you. Clearly, this is an episode with just me and Dustin. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is just an episode between the two of us. Today, we're talking about love. Love. Because by the time you listen to this, it will be Valentine's Day. Or almost Valentine's Day, or, you know, Valentine's Day will be just, you know, past recently. Am I <laughs> speaking? Oh, my God. It's fine. Valentine's yeah. Day is just around the corner, and or it already passed, and this is a Valentine's Day episode. It sure so, is. We're here to celebrate love um, and talk about the day that celebrates love. And we usually think of this day as a day to celebrate romantic love, which we'll talk about, but... You know, we think we should also add uh, all the different kinds of love out there and, you know, give them a little bit of love, (laughs) self-love, love love with our families, love with our friends, and love with our communities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about self-love. Ooh. (laughs) Where where are you in your journey, Crystal, your current journey of self-love? Well, I sure do love myself. And um, it wasn't always like that. I think I was one to say that um, I did, you know, and I think to a certain extent, I have because I think, I think it takes a certain kind of self love and appreciation to like, take a chance at the arts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And to, like, have some kind of belief in yourself to have the goal to even try to begin. 
But I think there have been definitely other areas in my life that have dictated to me that I wasn't always loving on myself. And I think that also can bleed into my art, um, which I have acknowledged. And, and now that I have a more expansive understanding of myself and the love that I, I, I continue to grow for myself, I think, um, coming back to liberation, um, I feel like I've definitely been in a space where my art feels more liberated. Um, the way I speak is, is more liberated. Um, the way I am in society, I feel is a lot more, um, courageous because I know that I am worth fighting for, um, in, in how I want to be and how I want to exist in this world. And I won't apologize for it. And I won't, I'm not in a space anymore where I'm trying to always make everyone feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, at your own expense. At my own expense. Because I, 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 I add that because I do feel like you're a very caring person and you do want to make sure your friends and family are like comfortable. Yes. Like I noticed that about you. Yes. So I, I, want, I, I feel like it was worth stating yes. that you are still that person. Yes. Um, but like – with respect to the boundaries that you create to protect yourself. Yes. I will not deplete myself or compromise my integrity or my belief systems that are mine and mine alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, just to appease anyone anymore. And I will love you and I will appreciate you and I will always always take care of the people around me 100% but if you are making me feel like shit for whatever reason may it be the stupid rules that exist in this world (laughs) yeah um I'm just I'm not gonna bend anymore because um I deserve more than that in this life and every day is a gift for me, and I'm not going to squander it on stupid rules that don't do anybody justice. Mm. So I love myself, I love myself, <laughs> but it took a lot of time and a lot of therapy and a lot of being honest with myself about all the things. <laughs> 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 Which is a hard to swallow to to have that kind of honesty with yourself i think is is truly an act of self-love and and some of that honesty is is um not fun to look at and and when you look at yourself in the mirror you're just like how did i get here and why don't i love what i see in the mirror why is it why is some of this morphed you know yeah and i've um uh, I just, I'm just not that anymore. Like I, I, when I look in the mirror, I'm just like, fuck yeah, Crystal Tugatti's Birdo. Like you are fucking killing it as, as you are in this moment, just because like I embrace, I truly embrace who I am, where I am in every process that I'm in. I'm gentle with myself. I ease into things more and I don't force things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I give myself compassion and I give myself the rest that I need. I, I just, I've learned how to feed myself and it's really great. <laughs> I highly suggest it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love self-love. I think um, I have also seen all of that growth in you, especially since we started doing this podcast, like this project in and of itself is like a very helpful reflection tool mm, to help yeah. us unpack like all of the things that uh, matter to us, all of the things that have impacted our lives and will continue to impact our lives and our communities. It sounds like you've been doing like a ton of reflection and the therapy has helped for sure. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I am also getting to a place where I'm a bit more courageous in how Ooh. I present myself and how I move about the world. Similar in the fact that like you don't feel like it's necessary to apologize for you taking up the space that you do mm -hmm. um, or like feeling like you need to accommodate at accommodate other people at your own personal expense, like expense to your energy and like your life force. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I still have insecurity like moments where I feel like I'm not good enough or like things about myself where I'm like oh man if only I was a little bit more different but I think what's different now in my more wise age mm. is that I'm like coupling that with reflection of where are these thoughts coming from yes. and what can I do about them because it's easy to dwell on the things that are not going right, right and not feeling like you have agency to change the way that you perceive things, change the way that you receive things. Um, and I feel I'm much better at taking control of myself, my emotions, my environment mm -hmm. to make it better for me and my mental health. Uh, yes. And I think, you know, caring for yourself in that way is very important to self-love mm -hmm. um, and love in general. I think something that you, you've talked about a lot in previous episodes that sticks with me is like this idea that when you can give to yourself or love yourself and love on yourself, you're filling your own cup and then it overflows and you can like love so many other people in so many yes. different ways. And I love that idea, and I'm I'm finding that to be very true as I get older, and I think you can probably agree. Mm. Um, we're just more sure of ourselves. I'm more sure of myself. I know myself more. I'm like accepting all of these these like quote unquote flaws mm -hmm. that are just like part of me. If you're Filipino out there, listener. You're perfect the way you are. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't tell don't let anyone tell you otherwise, you know? And and who are they to tell you that you are depleted or that you are not enough? Because why are we living? With other people's standards. Just, mm -hmm. you know, again, the, the made-up rules. It's like, I used to clown on myself and um, 
and I would use this as like a, I would use humor as, as a, as a type of. Like a coping mechanism? A coping mechanism mm. and, um, you know, to, to, to make people feel more comfortable because yeah. I know I, I, I'm a little quirky and neurotic and, um, a little, I, I have, I have. A, 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 an intense imagination and I can be loud and I can change, I can change how I talk and I can, you know, I can do all these things and um, people might think it's weird. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh, I'm just like awkward. And I'm like, guess what now? I am awkward. And guess what? I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. You're, you're campy. And serious. Yes. Like you can be multiple things. Yeah. It's You're like very what? like dynamic in that way. Yeah. And you know, it's it's like when people say like, oh, that's weird. It's like, well, you're fucking weird too. We're all weird. So shut Everybody's up. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when they say like, or everybody thinks that their own family is dysfunctional. Like every fam- everybody's family is dysfunctional in some way. Yeah. And the, and the families who say that they're not dysfunctional and they're just like, hella lovey-dovey all the time i feel like those are the people who are the are are and i could be wrong but it's just an observation people with families that have no drama you know Mm -hmm. usually probably have the most drama that has not yet been spoken about or has surfaced in a way where conversation can happen and there is just a lot of silent suffering, <laughs> you Ooh, know? Yeah. That's what I have observed. And so <laughs> that I, let's, you know, it's, um, it's not the most loving thing when, when we pretend things are not, okay because what is that like toxic positivity yeah toxic positivity is one of the things that i hate the most (laughs) (laughs) i just like i literally can't i just like i can't like please take that over there because you are living in a deluded world and i'm pretty sure there's a lot of hurt in you but you maybe felt like you couldn't say anything, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that other people can't, you know, it's yeah. like, um, it sucks. And and this is where, you know, self-love comes in where, um, you speak up for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's important. Anyone listening, if you feel like you've been wronged or like you've got some kind of feeling it's okay to speak up. Yeah. And um, I don't think it's ever disrespectful when when you have to, you know, I guess start conflict. And I'm, I'm air quotes, like hella air quotes, right? Conflict. Mm-hmm. Conflict doesn't have to mean negative. It yeah. just means that something needs to be solved and something needs to change so that you can be happy with your situation 
And maybe someone else can, this other person can also be happy, but there needs to be some kind of adjustment, right? Mm -hmm. I think likewise, there's a difference between toxic positivity and self-love or sharing love. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's it's easy to confuse the two for one another. Like, I'm just trying to spread love by ignoring the problems. Um, let's just pretend it doesn't exist. I think it's important God. to practice like self affirmations and to to like actually say positive things. But when things are bad, it's okay to like partner negative commentary with with positive self affirmations or positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. So long as there's also like action. Like, where's the action? Yes. Where's the action and where's the change? It's different from like ignoring the problem. Yes. And you can't hope it away. You can't pray it away. You can't sweep it under the rug. You can't, you can't put it in the closet. You can't put it like, you can't stuff it anywhere. Because the more that you stuff all the things, it's going to literally explode eventually Mm. in some way, shape, or form. So why not just talk about it? It's going to explode like (laughs) my tummy at the buffet. Yes. And like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mm, buffet. (laughs) Yummy. (laughs) Yummy. (laughs) Yummy. Um, But you know, this, this, the way that this conversation has taken its turn makes me think of utang na loob, which is uh, very- I have mixed feelings about this. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. First, for our listeners, can you uh, describe what this is? Or like, tell us what this means. What is utang na loob? Utang na loob means that you- when it's translated means a debt of one's inner self. Okay, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a literal translation according to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> we should really, I, I don't I have- I take it also to mean like a debt towards the community or like uh-huh. a feeling of like you owe the community or your yes. family. Debt of gratitude, reciproc- uh, recipro- oh my God, I can't say it. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. I don't know if that's the right word. No, that I think you all know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Reciprocity. Um. Yeah. So continue. That's what it means. I I have mixed feelings about this, in part because I do have love for my family and my community. Mm -hmm. I think where. The rub is for me is sometimes I feel wronged by my family and my community. So I feel like a little bit of resentment Mm -hmm. when I think of this idea that we have to give back to our families or communities that may have hurt us in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So that's where I'm that's where I'm at with that. Although I know culturally there is a need, a feeling, an expectation that the community comes first, that we give ourselves to the community or to our families uh, first and foremost. Maybe as I'm like thinking about this a little bit more, I think what bothers me is the potential to 
sacrifice yourself mm-hmm. or give up your energy. A little similar to what we talked about before, like giving to others at your own expense. Like yes. at the expense of your inner, own own like life force, your own energy, your happiness. But I do I do practice gratitude and I am thankful for like where I come from. It's just sometimes my honest reaction to this um to this concept of utang na loob is mm-hmm. that sometimes I feel upset at having to give myself away. Right. And I agree with you. Okay. I think at the heart of utang na loob, I think... It's a great idea. It's, it's a, a great, great idea. idea. It's a wonderful <laughs> idea. And I think that maybe somewhere along the line, due to colonization, <laughs> um, and, you know, Catholic guilt and, like, the list goes on of all the things that I think have morphed this beautiful concept Right. Because I think that I think reciprocity is a very beautiful thing to engage in because I think that's important in our relationships, that there is reciprocity. Because if, you know, it's if things aren't reciprocated where where you're supposed to be in a space of love and care and you don't feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the reciprocity isn't happening, then why would you want to stick around for that, right? Like it just yeah. it doesn't feel good. And so I think the very at the baseline it's like, "Oh, I see you. I acknowledge that. How can I show my appreciation for the love that you give?" So it's like this ongoing beautiful kind of um wrapping into each other right and i think yeah. that's that's gorgeous right but 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 i think what's important is the words that you use when talking about utang na loob like this idea of losing yourself and sacrificing mm-hmm. yourself and absolutely love takes sacrifice sometimes you have sometimes there are 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 moments where you have to, of course, adjust, right? And those are the things that we talk about. And Mm -hmm. this is why we have to talk about things. Adjustment, so that we all feel heard, seen, and um, part of the conversation um, in this relationship, yes? But, you know, if you are sacrificing yourself, if you are, at the end of the day, feeling hurt, unheard, um, and you're kind of just doing things out of obligation. Mm. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's a whole different thing now. And I don't think it's really a healthy form and like at the core of what the essence of utang na loob is, you know, yeah. because utang na loob is like this, this, unending gratitude unending gratitude but if you can't feel the gratitude for yourself and you feel like you're dying <laughs> you know, or you feel like you're no longer part of the conversation and you're just like you said giving yourself away yeah then where is the love it's just all obligation and no love 
Where is the love? <laughs> I feel like I've I've lived a lot of my life feeling like I've had to do a lot of things out of obligation. I have yeah. protested a lot, but I've still had to, you know, oh, I have to do this thing or like. Yeah. And why would you want someone to do something for you when they're hating it every second of the way? Like, yeah. why would you want to see someone suffer if they don't want to do that, if they don't want to be there, if they, you know, whatever. Like, why would you want to see the person, the people, the person that you love suffer for you? I okay, so let me, let me, oh God, I I hate the phrase play devil's advocate, but but I'm, uh, that's the phrase that came to mind. Okay, but what let's I'm go. thinking of is... <laughs> If I were to pose that argument to, let's say, like my parents, uh huh, or like uh, an elder, uh huh, I can imagine them saying back, "Why are you being ungrateful?" Ah, uh-huh, there it is. Why are you being ungrateful for all of the things that I've done for you? You know, we've given you a, a great life. We're in America now. Oh, my God. So the (laughs) argument, yes, I understand. And I understand that mentality, right? I I do. I get it. I get where that comes from. I can see where it's coming from. Yeah. Yes. I understand where that's coming from. And I think a lot of conversations have begun about this exact thing. But I can also ask the question... Uh-huh. Why did you feel like you needed to have me knowing that <laughs> all of these responsibilities come with the job of being a mom and dad and elder, you know? Mm-hmm. You chose to have children, you chose to own oh, shout out to you know, shout out to all the parents out there. I'm not saying yeah. like you know, some people didn't choose to be parents. Right, and some people okay, yes, some people didn't choose which is a whole nother thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think. I think that's a little bit more complicated. And there there can be many reasons why, say, a woman had to birth a child, right? There can be mm-hmm. a, a plethora of reasons why they felt cornered into having a child. But if you are, let's just say... This is like regular old straight man and regular straight old woman. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's okay, talk about ahead. the nuclear family. <laughs> or, okay. Like the tra- traditional stereotypical situation that we might be thinking of in this Yes. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Yes, this is a script, right? The mm-hmm. script air quotes so many air quotes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the script is you get married and you have kids right that is a script Mm -hmm. that we all have heard yes but at the end of the day you are still deciding whether or not you are going to do this or not and i think most of 
society up until I think this, I feel like this point have felt like they didn't have a choice. But yet, I would like to say you still had a choice, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, going into this situation as a mother, father, a parent, whatever, that you have a set of responsibility to your child to take care of them, to love them, whatever. I think I think what's missing that I think a lot of millennials are feeling <laughs> is that it had to go beyond survival. Mm-hmm. It had to go beyond feeling safe physically Mm. because I feel like a lot of us in our, are in a space where we are not mentally feeling safe, right? Mm. Which I think is apparent in how we all have a lot of anxiety and depression and a lot of other things, like we don't know how to take care of our feelings, right? Because we've mm-hmm. come, as children, we come to our parents with like these feelings. And what happens? Stop that. Mm-hmm. Stop crying. Yeah. Okay, well, you're supposed to be the adult who can, who should have the ability to figure out what's happening (laughs) and able to address these feelings that I have as a child and figure it out with me because as a child, I don't have the experience yet, but you should, as an adult should be able to talk me through these things and not just get mad. Yes. I also feel like that's a very sophisticated skill that even I don't have sometimes. Right? It's hard. It's really hard. Like, thinking, talking to Jenna Lee, right? For, you know, going back to Jenna Lee's episode and even your brother's episode. They mm-hmm. are some of the people that I know who are parents who are actively trying mm-hmm. to have a sophisticated ideology about how to approach their children. And yeah. to be honest about w- where this, where these reactions that they may have to their children are coming from and how to regulate it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because as adults, we should be able to regulate our own feelings. Children still are trying to figure that out. And I think that's the one thing that people might overlook when they're thinking about kids like oh my god oh my god it's so sweet to have children to watch them grow and all these wonderful things which is all really 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 great but the psychological aspect of it and the emotional aspect of it is yes overlooked because you're, you're, you want this like pretty picture that we've been fed of what a family is supposed to look like. And then mm-hmm. when these hard things come up, we don't know how to handle it because none of us were taught how to. And it's interesting because, you know, before people get married, you know, they're told to go to therapy and like to like do these little couple retreats and all these like cool things, you mm-hmm. know, 
to make sure that this bond is strong. But I think what is important and, you know, speaking as a child who might have wanted this is maybe you need as adults, if you're trying to raise children or thinking about raising children, like, where am I emotionally and mentally so that I can accommodate for my child when they have these feelings? Because that's also part of it. It's not just putting a roof over their head, getting them the best toys and, you know, all these wonderful things, putting them in great schools. That's all wonderful, right? But they are still human beings who need to figure out how to exist in this world. And with the way that the world is, with all these stupid ass rules weighing down on us, especially as people of color, like we need to be able to think about how we can be there for our kids emotionally and mentally so that they are prepared to one, love on themselves, coming back to self-love, and to feel empowered, to feel empowered to navigate the world and whatever might be thrown at them. Yeah. I think this is a very like Filipino American take though. Yeah. Like you absolutely. and I have a very similar experience. So I'm agreeing with a lot of what you're you're saying. Like our parents come from hard times in the Philippines. So like we're our first generation growing up with immigrant parents in this country. I just wonder what the story is for folks who might be our age um, in the Philippines or in any other country, maybe like what, what is their take on like parenthood? So if you're in another country, everybody, (laughs) if you're not Filipino American and you like have something to add to this conversation, even if it's like 100% agree, let us know. Yeah. Shout us out on social media. Send us an email or something. Contact me search at gmail.com. Yeah, let us let us know. And if you, even if you think I'm an ungrateful piece of shit. <laughs> 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 That's cool too, because like let's talk about it. Exactly. Let's talk about it. Let's just not sweep it under the rug and have you whisper like, oh that crystal person, what an awful person. Like, come at me, yo. <laughs> you know just to reiterate like i can only imagine as we have talked about in many episodes what the challenges may have been immigrating to this country Mm -hmm. um with knowing what's happening in the philippines not knowing anything or anyone maybe here in the United States and creating a life literally out of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I I totally understand that and I'm grateful for it. I will But you can still be pleasant. But yeah, as a parent. Yeah, but there is still <laughs> there is still like this missing piece that I feel like we've we're trying to connect the dots here. You know, and it's hard and it's complex and it's multi-layered and every single family has their own thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I think what's important is that don't get mad. (laughs) (laughs) Don't 
get yeah, mad. Yeah, like show, show, mad. show everybody some grace. Yeah. Like, often, especially the children. Especially the kids. Like, I just, you know, I see some of my kids, like some of my students, and like, I can tell when some of them, you know, they just need to talk to someone, right? They yeah. just, I, and I, I can I can feel that in my bones. Like when one of my students just like they just they they just need to talk in class. You know, they just need to talk, they just need to say something, they just need to express themselves. And I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it might get disruptive, but I try to have patience. And I I I really at 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 in, in these quick moments, I, I'm thinking like, okay, how can I move this so it's productive, you know? And mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. And I know being a teacher and being a parent are two very different things, right? But, um, and I can see how hard it may be as a parent because like with my students, I'm like, oh my God, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and I, I I have so much props for anyone who is a parent because it is hard. I, I mean, I, I can only imagine how difficult it is to be a parent with the little moments I get with my students as a teacher. Something I always say is that love is active. It's mm. not it's not just a thing, you know? <laughs> it's not yeah. just like a feeling. Love is active, it's alive. You know, love doesn't just sit there, you know, like when you look at the person that you love, whether it be your partner, your, your, your family, your mom, your dad, your, you know, your, your pups, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to do things with them to show that you love them. Right. Mm -hmm. But in that movement also comes an understanding of where they are and who they are and what it means to love that specific person because they come with a whole set of different experiences than you do even if you live under the same roof they are coming from a completely different set of eyes a body that is their own that needs to feel love in a certain way and I think it's important that we listen to people when they tell you what it means to love them and who mm. they are. We don't do enough listening. We do a lot of talking. And we mm-hmm. talk here on the, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is a designated space for that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I think love is also listening. And I think that we do we need to do more of that because clearly none of us are listening to each other because the world is a chaotic place. It's so chaotic. <laughs> so, so tell me, Crystal, what, um, as we end our episode, cause it's about that time. Tell me what is, what's your love language? Like how do you best receive love? Acts of service. Mm-hmm. And Words of affirmation, I think, are my two main things. Mm. Um, that makes me feel seen and understood mm. when those things happen. And I like to do the same. That's how I show my love and also through food. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also listening. I, I mean, I, I know that's not really a love language, but 
Also, we can talk about love languages because I I also listened to We Can Do Hard Things and they did a whole episode about love languages and like oh. the the uh the advent of of love languages and who wrote it. Um which is interesting. We can get Does into it make sense time. to you? Like are you pro love languages or like conceptualizing love in in that way? Um yes, I do. I I think that is a a way to acknowledge love and to act on love. But I think it's still it still needs to be examined and it's quite nuanced and it's mm-hmm. I think the way that it's formatted um after listening to the podcast and also doing my own thinking about it. It is a little bit broad. Um, and I think we can get into like nittier, grittier, singular ideas of what love language is mm-hmm. because it's not a blanket thing. So it's yeah. very nuanced. But if I were to sum it up, it would be those things. What about you? Mm. I like all the love languages. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. Um, I like. I think if I if I had to pick, I probably would say like acts of service, and like physical affection. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I'll take them all. <laughs> take them all. <laughs> I'll take them all. Do all the things. I will do all the things. To love. And- <laughs> Yes, and uh, everybody listening, um, identify your love language or just like straight up say I love you to yourself and to the people around you. Um, thank you, me searchers, for hanging out with us. Um, be a me searcher if you're new to the podcast. You can do that by following us at me search podcast. Check out our website online at me search and listen to all of our previous episodes because we love you. We love um, you. And yeah. Final word, Crystal? Um, It all starts with you. Mm -hmm. Love on yourself. It's not selfish. It's going to spread and it's going to be great. (laughs) You know what else is great? What? The single that we are releasing. (gasps) That's right. That's right. Tomorrow on the Valentine's Day. Yeah. If you didn't know, we're also singers, everybody. We do that. We also do that if you didn't notice. <laughs> and we like sing very badly on the podcast, but actually we're quite we're quite decent singers. Yeah, so like listen to our <laughs> our cover of Super Love, which is originally performed by Donnie Im. Yes. Who is uh from Australia. Yeah, and she's Korean. Yes. It's a badass song. Yeah, it's a badass song. What are your final words, Boo? My final word of the day is prioritize yourself sometimes. You know, prioritize yourself. Yes. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. And I love you. I love you too. Uh I love you too. Oh my God. I love you too. I love you too. Oh my God. I love love you. I love everybody (laughs) listening. I love you. Um, Yeah, let's close. Let's close. Because it's closing time. Closing <laughs> time. Um, but truly, we're gonna get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. We got the <laughs>